welcome to the Radical Radiance Show. I am so excited to bring you this episode just in time to celebrate and ring in the new year. So this episode is super casual. Um, My good friend, Amy Green, who's been on the show before, astrology episode, check that out. She came over to my house and gave us a really epic download for this 2020 year to come. Things that are happening, a few of the retrogrades that are happening, some of the bigger stuff in the stars that are happening both right now around the new year with these eclipses that we're experiencing at the moment and then also a few months into the year. And so we did this on my Instagram channel. It was live on a fun Saturday afternoon, super casual. I hope the volume is okay with all of you. And I'm excited to bring you more off the cuff episodes like this in the future. Um, This is something that I've been getting more into lately. And so it seems to really just flow in the moment sometimes and yeah I'm just really pumped for this episode um just so you're got a heads up we were cut off exactly at 60 minutes so it is a nice long chunk of time um to invest in and get your download for this upcoming year um and we're gonna be doing another follow-up episode a little ways into the year so you can kind of get that second half of the year forecast as far as the stars go as far as astrology goes and getting things going so today is new year's eve eve y'all 2020 is real and it's coming up quick two days away not even two days away it's like four o'clock right now so just so y'all know this is what's happening um there's a lot going on in the mix of stuff coming together for this upcoming year and I know that a lot of people I've been talking to are feeling pretty overwhelmed by it and so when I was chatting with Amy recently we were just like having brunch with some friends um she was talking about some of the really bigger things that are coming up with astrology so I really just wanted to pick her brain so that I can share with all of you some of the fun things that are coming down the pipe And again, like I said in our previous episode, I cannot recommend enough getting a reading with your chart. Every single person, um, I don't know if you guys can hear this background noise, but my dogs are pretty stir crazy at the moment and they're just having a good time over here in the background. So we are just, we're all such unique individuals and we're all so different and we all have these charts that make up who we are and and you know like every little planet is in a different place and the moon is in a different place you know as soon as we're born as soon as we come into the world and so it has just been so fascinating to me to hear from some of my friends and some of um you know some of you all that have gotten your charts done and how that's impacted you in your life I know it's been extremely impactful in my life for me personally and so I just want to just yeah it's like I don't and just so you guys know I don't get paid for this I don't like I just am so into how big this has been for my life um so yeah I wanted to give you that 
little intro download before we get going. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, More coming like this off the cuff. Pretty excited about it. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Please let me know. Pop a review over on iTunes. Check it out. Um, I'm always happy to check out reviews and it means so much when you take the time to give me a little feedback about the show. So I hope you enjoy it. Please remember to tag me on IG at Camille Rose Fields if you're listening, tuning in, and you can always at um, the Radical Radiance show as well. And yeah, that's that's about enough of me rambling, I think. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this little forecast for 2020. forgot 20 bucks off your reading with amy coupon code is camille c-a-m-i-l-l-e it's my first name in case you didn't know um so get on it get yourself a reading treat yourself to a reading in 2020 yay okay we're live hey everybody Um, nobody's on just yet, but we'll just hang out for a moment to allow some people to join in. And also we'll keep the recording up. So this will be up later if you're watching it later. Um, but if you're joining, just say, Hey, where are you tuning in from? This is my good friend, Amy Green. We have known each other for quite a while now. We have like nine years, nine or 10 years, somewhere in that range. Eight to ten? I mean, honestly, my kid's 12 now. Oh, my God. So it's actually more like 11 years. Yeah, because you were at, yeah. you were in the in the mix. The mix. <laughs> Whoa! Um, yeah. So Amy is a good friend of mine, and she is an astrologer. Hello from Oregon. Hey. Um, and you probably have already met her through my channel before. Um, she writes horoscopes for the blog every week and um, also has been on the show. So she's been on the Radical Radiance show, my podcast. If you haven't seen that, at, uh, you can check out the Radical Radiance show on anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And I don't remember the episode number, but I think it was somewhere around six or seven. But anyway, Amy Green, if, you, if you're looking for the podcast to go check out that recording, and um, the other day, Amy and I were talking about um, 2020 and these eclipses that are happening. And we were just hanging out with friends, having some brunch. And we were like, you know what? We should do a live and talk about this because it's kind of a big deal. There's a lot of energy into this being a decade that's wrapping up. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. And there's, so there's a lot of, there's a, even more kind of hype about starting a new year than I feel like, you know, yeah. usually yeah. for other new years and that I've experienced in the past. And it's beyond just changing a decade. Like if you look at the astrology of it, we are shifting some very major cycles. Oh, like, wow. Like a 200 year old one. Oh my shifting. God. See, I have like chills just, yeah. I mean, the kind of stuff that I'm like, <gasps> 
You can probably tell by looking at the world around you that we're in a time of shift, right? Right. Like we are entering a new era yeah. on a number of different fronts yeah. and the astrology reflects that. Yep. I think these eclipses are actually a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, this particular cycle, we've had eclipses on the Capricorn Cancer axis. Yep. Which, if you happen to be a Cancer or a Capricorn rising or sun or moon, this might have been an intense last year. It's maybe an intense year going forward. <laughs> but you know what? Right. <laughs> like my, uh, one of my astrology teachers recently said about this year, uh, we have some tough things coming up, but with the push towards cancer, it's like when the tough, when things get tough, the tough double down on self-care. Oh my God. Too it's, funny. I was just talking about this yeah, a few minutes ago and like. all morning. <laughs> this is the thing. You realize, like, oh the gosh. harder the grind of what you're trying to achieve is, the yeah. more important it is to take care of ourselves right. and each other. Right. Because the whole fabric of what is the what is the authority and who are we listening to and is it our own community? Is it our right. close people or is right. it some bigger thing? That's being rearranged. Yeah. And so it's, which is exciting. Yeah. But it it's, is. you know, transition periods in history have always been tough. Right. Totally. So. Wow. Weather it best we can. Yeah. <laughs> so how does this, I guess, like, what's the deal right now with, I know we have these two eclipses that are kind of like hugging the new year. Yeah. Sort of, right? Yeah. So tell us more about that. Yeah. What's going on? So eclipses are one of the first things that humans ever were attracted to learn more about the stars from because oh. they're such dramatic events like if right you can really feel it the sun is the life-giving vitality and yeah. it's blocked out does that feel like a good thing right probably not probably not probably not so mm -hmm. there are all these myths about it uh and my favorite one is the dragons where the dragon is so hungry eating the sun and the moon and eventually saturn comes along and cuts it in two and says if you want the immortality that comes out of the churning life waters of all of creation, yeah. uh, we're going to have to separate your parts. Okay. So the north node is the head of the dragon, and it's always hungry for more matter. Right. And the south node is the tail of the dragon, and it's always evacuating what it has. Um. So that's the one that wants you to give stuff up. That's the one that wants you to okay. become less materialistic. Right. But also might indicate like issues with your sewer system. Right. Or even literal shit. Like yeah. it's it's hilarious in that way. Right. So this last eclipse that we just had on Christmas was a south node eclipse. Yeah. So the the usual New Year's like I feel like I should give stuff up. I feel like I should purge. Like, right. That is a really common theme right now. Yeah. Especially around the topics of Cancer and Capricorn in your life. Yeah. So wow. if, it, if it hits your body, if it hits stuff about you, you might want to actually change personal habits that way. If it hits like yeah. your networks, maybe you want to choose what friendships are supporting you and right. you know, it's a, it really depends on where it hits you, but right. But the window between eclipses is that period of change where it's not the regular sun and the moon's agenda. It's the eclipse agenda. It's these dragons that come right. in. Right. And they're kind of chaos agents. They like to churn it all up. Mm -hmm. And so it's not uh, a good time to push your own agenda because you're right. not really appealing to the normal laws of things. Yeah, okay. It's, it's just a time to let things 
that things happen. Right. Don't avoid totally. things. Like I moved into my new place. Yeah. Um, I signed the lease on an eclipse day. Yeah. As an astrologer, I wouldn't recommend that, but sometimes <laughs> eclipses just push change. Right. So those things happen in yeah. those windows anyway. That's cool. Yeah. So what day, that was the 25th, or was it, because so, I've seen both dates yeah, mentioned it was like, online that it was kind of in between. In the Western Hemisphere, it was the early, early morning of the 26th. So it was like between midnight and 2 a.m. So we have that, yeah. it's 25th, 26th. Right. You know. It's really funny. I actually was really inspired. You you said something about like changing your habits around like food or your health or something like that. Yeah. Right. And I'm, so I'm, I have cancer moon and rising. And so I actually on Christmas day, it was just my girlfriend and I, and I was kid free on Christmas day and she got me this little easel so I can put my iPad in the kitchen and record recipes better. And I've just been trying to be more on top of like, um, just recording recipes for you guys. Um, basically after getting so many requests of like, how did you make that? And I'm like, I have no idea. It's all in my brain. And now I want to like be better about that. So I was really inspired with the kitchen and I spent a good solid 10 hours deep cleaning, literally assessing every single tiny lid this thing I just like cleaned it the f out and it feels amazing to me now and it's just it was like okay I'm currently in a stage of being excited to make food but not that inspired by my space and so even though it was you know it would be clean or not clean or whatever anyway so that was really funny timing I feel like for me it's been about food and nourishment and health in that kind of self-care aspect yeah it's really funny so what about what was this a new moon this is a new moon right so a new christmas eclipse when a new moon is eclipsed yeah it is always a solar eclipse and when a full moon is eclipsed it's always a lunar eclipse okay so we're doing this is a solar and then a lunar coming up and the solar does tend to be a, okay, I've got to, in the material world, actually do the different thing. Yeah. And the lunar tends to be a, whoa, I can suddenly see the pathways of where I'm headed. Ah, it's a little, it's fun. just. That's kind of good yeah. with, the, with the new year, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, in some ways, it's, uh, it's dramatic. You know, it's, it's, right. a, it's almost too okay. dramatic. <laughs> Yeah. On the on the world stage, I'm a little like, oh, right. yeah. oh my god. But on a personal level, it's an amazing New Year's signature. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So how does this? What does this? How do these eclipses influence this twenty? You know, this whole. I was saying like people are talking about wrapping up a decade, and you're saying there's yeah. more, even more longer cycles that are shifting and transitioning right there now. There are. So we've had all this past year. There's been these slow-moving planets in Capricorn. And when the slow-moving planets take a long time to come into conjunction with each other because they take a long time to get around the the whole ecliptic. And so when they're all close together, they're going to be forming some conjunctions. Usually Mm -hmm. these happen in different places, Mm -hmm. but we have a pileup of them as Mm -hmm. well. And so these are like... Um, Jupiter and Saturn take 18 to 20 years. Every 18 to 20 years, they have a conjunction. Right. Uh, Saturn and Pluto, it's every 33 to 38 years. Mm -hmm. And then 
the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction too, is that's every 11 to 13 years. Oh, wow. Um, so those, those cycles, okay, they're a little longer yeah. than a decade. Yeah. But then there's, we like to track eras of history okay. um, by these, um, it's the, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction yeah. has been happening in Earth, in Earth signs right. for the last 200 years. Okay. And so this is, uh, Jupiter and Saturn really talk about um, the structures around you and it, in, if it's in Earth signs and it's Saturn, you're going to want to be making boundaries. You're going to be wanting to divide land. It's mm. a very colonial right. thing. Jupiter sense. is about expansion. Right. So this like expansive colonial economy. Right. Very, totally. Um, Earth sign. On the ups for the yeah. last 200 years. And so <laughs> over the course of uh, last year and this year, but solidly when we get to the end of 2020, we have our first conjunction in air that is super solid. So we're wow. moving into what people have been talking about for a long time, the age of Aquarius. Oh, is actually okay. these conjunctions. Right. So this is our final transition year. Wow. We've had, we've had a couple um, not agreed upon by everyone as solidly those conjunctions in air. So this is yeah. one everyone agrees on. Right, okay. And... That's really important. And so yeah. that's like a, yeah, that's a 200-year shift. Right. That's, that's big deal. in this nation, it's also our Pluto transit. Mm -hmm. So Pluto takes a long time, and whenever anyone has a Pluto to their sun, Pluto in the sky comes around and meets where your sun was on your birthday, that's a really intense thing. Mm -hmm. And we don't get a Pluto transit as humans because we don't live long enough, but to oh. have a nation get a Pluto Whoa. transit, we're all kind of just subjected to that. So the right. whole climate is having that Pluto transit, and we're kind of feeling a little bit of that powerlessness, but also it, it's yeah. galvanizing. Yeah. It's very... Um, Pluto is a bit obsessive, yeah. and so you fight back when bad things happen. You right. Know, you don't just let it go. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's there's just a lot of big shifts. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which is like, I, I don't wow. know how much how much astro speak that's too much of, but... Um, I don't think it's too much of that at but all. But it's a, it's a big time clock. Right. And so it's basically saying, well, okay, it's time for some major shifts. Yeah. And when you look beyond it, like what happens after that, mm -hmm. it's, it's not getting more, um, it's not getting more normal. Mm -hmm. It's not getting, oh, okay, then it's going to go back to standard ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. the, the air signs are incredibly into um, futurism and... Yeah like technology yeah and new ways of producing food that might be a little freaky oh you know, that, yeah see that's kind know. of like already happening mm -hmm. and we and, have yeah uh uranus is one of those slow moving planets that stays in each sign about eight years right really shakes it up and innovates when it's there right and right now it's in the most fixed earth sign so it's kind of busting up yeah the sign of taurus yeah and making it no longer just um able to do fixed earth which is what fixed earth does right so it's it's pretty upsetting um but but uh, revolutionary yeah and then at the same time you have these other things happening so it's almost like a bulldozer that's right. churning up what's happening yeah. in the place of these new ideas that right. are coming in so it's like wow wow that's a lot happening oh well it totally like makes sense you. with what everything <laughs> is i don't know it does feel like it's like a bulldozing effect out in the world you know it's yeah. like 
there's a lot. And like every generation, every every decade feels their own sense of like, oh, it's the end of an era and there's totally. oh, my generation has this yeah. particular apocalypse in it, you know. Yeah. Um but I think this deserves some emphasis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then like on a very human level, there's there's normal astrology coming. You know, we have our mm-hmm. uh, we have our year ahead and mm-hmm. I've been doing um, year ahead readings with people which is always fun because Ooh. it takes it from the macro down to the personal Ooh. like what's my yeah when do I build this part of my career yeah like, when, what window do I need to do nourishing stuff when's a good vacation you know, yeah like that stuff has been totally really well and I just want to say for all of you listening like I have had a couple of sessions I don't think it was quite technically a year ahead we haven't done a year we haven't done a year ahead yet but we have done dates and that was so mind-blowingly helpful for me and as far as like when to do certain projects with me as a person or career and differences has been unbelievable to I'm just excited I want to do another one soon but like to dial in dates and know when we can sort of amplify things that are already happening in our own personal charts um and really use that to our advantage yeah yeah it is yeah the I mean the thing about astrology is it's it's happening at the same time and mirroring life that's happening anything that's good that's going to happen to you it's going to happen but astrology is really good for seeing those places where it could go either way and pushing a little for the benefits right you know? right and if you know yeah a bit of like which direction you could be like pushing that's that's how to that's really cool yeah okay yeah yeah. So your stuff is unfolding whether you get help with it or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is the miracle right. of it. Right? Well, I think that sometimes it is so, I mean, all the time. It's so helpful for me personally when something is, um, maybe it even is obvious, like as far as the signs I'm receiving from the universe or whatever, however you want to call that the sort of energy that's pushing me in a certain direction and sometimes it is super obvious but you need that like last step of confirmation for the courage to just be like I can do this you know and so or I try to for me something if I'm really indecisive it's not the right time Mm -hmm. for me personally that's not the case with everybody and I know that that's probably not the case you know, depending on everybody's charts, you know what I mean? And so yeah. for me, that's just a personality trait where it's like, I tend to wait or wait something out until it feels super obvious and then make that forward shift. But to know, you know, to know like, oh yeah, I am meant for this direction or like all of my, everything is sort of gearing me up for this direction, you know, um, I just feel like it helps out so much with that courage. Yeah. To sort of be like, okay, I got this. If you're drawn to something and there's latent potential in your natal chart, right? Because Mm -hmm. a lot of things we don't discover until that that chapter of life is unlocked by Mm -hmm. the timing coming around. Mm -hmm. And if you're just vaguely drawn towards something, but you have a chart reading that says, hey, you could probably be really good at this. it's, It's a lot more... 
like yeah. encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So that's that's the most fun part of what I do. Right. It's so fun. Right. It's so <laughs> cool. Um, I can imagine how that would be really fun because you get to it's like being of service to people. You know, yeah. you really get to help people out in ways that they could use, you know, that kind of energy. Yeah, and I mean indecision is one of those really isolating feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can mm-hmm. share that mm-hmm. through this language of astrology, it's neat. Because right. like, for example, um, these eclipses, they stretch from one side of the sky to the other. You know, you got to banish the dragon's head and tail as far apart as you can because right. it's immortal. It'll come back together if you don't, right? Okay. okay. So <laughs> they stay exactly <laughs> opposing. Oh. Um, and if you have a personal planet that is halfway between them, so at a 90 degrees to them, yeah. that planet is going to feel acted upon by the head of the dragon and the tail of the dragon simultaneously. That is almost an impossible spot to make decisions from. Right. So if you see someone who has um, a chart where there's the head of the dragon, the tail of the dragon, and yeah. that personal light is exactly square, we call it yeah. endings, okay. um, you're going to say, wow. Like, yeah. let me support you in this process of learning how to decide what you really feel and think, because yeah. this is going to be work. Yeah. You know? Or totally. like, maybe you've done a lot of work on that already, because that was something you needed to, but it's going to matter. Right. So, the, and even eclipses, as mm-hmm. they go around and hit your particular chart, any yeah. one eclipse could put you in a very indecisive place. Oh. Um, so it's, it's okay. just these, right. like, it's not, it's not always you. You know, yeah, it lines up with your story and your life, but it's yeah. not always someone's failing. You know, it's right. like you don't know what other people's charts look like. <laughs> right, totally, yeah, totally. And that's so fascinating. I'm always like, I just get really curious about everybody's <laughs> charts, or not. It's not everybody's, but just that we're all these really dynamic, different, very different, super different. Like, you know, have you ever seen? Just a like side note for a second. Have you ever seen two charts that were extremely similar? Oh, I mean, I've done twins. Oh, which is always which is always interesting because well, there's right. the moon moves fast enough that if there's a minute or two difference, there can be a difference in the chart or where the ascendant right. is and everything. But they're often very similar. Right. Okay, so that would be the but closest. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Nothing else is actually <laughs> like else. really similar. No. That's so cool. You can have people's... It's um, how unique we all are. Super unique. And even mathematically, I mean, I work with nine major points in the sky. Yeah. And then you figure there's 12 ascendants. Right. And everyone's just going to be a scattershot. Like even statistically, you're not right. going to come up right. with the same things. Yeah. And these major planetary movements... Um, you know, they're unfolding. They take millennia to unfold. Yeah. I even think about, like, fiction. Like, writing fiction, but picking charts for people <gasps> as a way to do character development. Oh, my God. I need somebody Fun. to do that. It's <laughs> a cool idea. I bet there's got to be an author that's taken that be. into account that before. Be. Yeah. I'm going with it. Um, I have a question. <laughs> Tangents about, are allowed today. Yes. And also, I just want to say, if anybody has any questions, feel as we're going along, I can see him pretty well from here. So if you have any questions or want to chime in about something, just feel free to add that in the comments. Um, But I'm curious. Okay, so it's like the new year in just a few days. Mm Kind of want to dig into this a little bit more. I had my own just very interesting experience from this new moon. And I tend to... I never remember what it is about my chart, but I'm like, 
Amy knows what it is. But I tend to, <laughs> around the new moon and the full moon, I kind of like almost disappear slightly and I kind of have to. It's like when the, it's the times when I'm either like I'm moon cycling so I'm bleeding or I'm like I get an illness or I injure myself or I'm just like nope I got a headache and I just sort of things feel really amplified and that's kind of my time where I usually stay offline for a couple of days or for the at least for the most part mm -hmm. and I kind of need to hibernate a bit so I'm popping out of that <laughs> energy and then I feel really energetic yeah that doesn't matter it doesn't matter what time of the month I'm at in my cycle it's just always the new moon and full moon are so obvious yeah I mean the one person around that's I'm like I know when it is because I know how affected I am so you're a cancer moon you're a cancer rising which means your moon is in your first house right and anyone with the moon in their first house is extra sensitive to their environment Yep. And Extremely also has the, and like can have shifts of mood with the cycle, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then if you put those two together, that's just like amplified. Why? Amplified Super amplified. <laughs> so that's why. Giving you guys the lowdown. <laughs> um and so now we're like a few days away from the new year. And then, what is it, a week into the new year, we have the full moon eclipse that's also happening? Yeah, on the 10th. Yeah, so what's happening in the happening next couple of Happening two days weeks? before the Pluto-Saturn conjunction. Right. So that eclipse, the, these eclipses, this pair of eclipses, mm -hmm. is really drawing attention to that um, cats. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just my wood door. So he's okay. playing with the wood door, apparently. Um, it really draws attention to the stuff with Saturn and Pluto happening in, right. in the Capricorn part of the chart. So right. um, that eclipse in particular is going to, again, happen right with the Capricorn stuff. Yeah. And it just, it just emphasizes um, the extremism mm. in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And there's, there is this, um, it, because it's, on the axis between material security and emotional security, mm -hmm. it's pushing us towards emotional security. It's mm -hmm. saying, hey, the structures in the world aren't as secure as you thought they were. Right. You know what does matter? Things that make you feel emotionally secure. Like, right. This is your life. This is your one life. Yeah. You've got to have the things that you actually feel resonance with. Right. And that can put people in situations that are you know, can mimic scarcity mm -hmm. in order to achieve that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've left places that would have sustained me, but I needed to actually be healthy. Right, right. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and I think those, they're not new topics for everyone. These mm -hmm. are the same eclipse pairs that we had in July. Okay. And that we had last January. This past, just in 2019. Yeah. Okay. So as we entered 2019, we had these eclipses in January where you probably saw the path ahead and thought, am I really going to do that? Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe. Here I go. Mm -hmm. And then, but in July, we had that like, okay, wait, I have to tangibly deal with the fact that I am doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I need to actually do this. Yeah. And so some of the, the world came into place around it. And yeah. then this pair of eclipses is the... Um, Jupiter has entered the picture. Yeah. And all last year, one of the nice things was that we had this kind of bountiful optimism off in the corner of our charts. 
if you were a Sag, if you're a Sagittarius or a Gemini or a Pisces mm -hmm. or a Virgo, mm -hmm. this would have last year um, actually did boost some adventure, some questing for mm -hmm. you in a good positive way. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe too much, you know, Jupiter can go a little overboard. Right. It can make us feel burnt out. Right. Um, but this year, Jupiter has moved into the pile up of all the difficult things that are, we're dealing with in the earth signs. So yeah. um, what that does with these eclipses is yeah. really tell us what is the ideal, like what is the excessive idealism that we still have flying about? Yeah. And what is real emotional security? And like right. what's the difference between um, wanting to be a cool kid and what I really want to do with my life? Right. You know, like it's trimming away those edges okay, of cool. what is what is real, what is not. Yeah. Um, and what did I think I could go for that I might need to scale back a little? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many good ideas happening in 2019 mm -hmm. that now it's time to be like, okay, implementation time. Well, yeah. I guess that's got to go. Yeah. Oh, that looked really good, but it's, uh, yeah. well, I guess I have to do this every day to make it okay. You yeah. Know? So it's the real side of it. Right. It's Which is so funny to me right yeah. now. Well, I've just <laughs> been like, I've, I've been thinking a lot. I've been sort of, I kind of marinate on a lot of year-end things for several days or a week or however long before I sit down with my, like, notebooks and planner and computer, yeah. and I really try and make a plan for the year ahead or at least um, six months out or something like that, you know, try yeah. and get stuff You've been in motion. I've been thinking about it, and I've been, like, marinating for weeks, so this, so much of this feels so resonant as far as like, okay, try out lots of ideas. And I'm somebody that, I mean, I could, I could like create a new business plan slash business every day. I'm like, yeah. turn it off. No, I'm just like, sometimes you're just like, okay, it's a lot of energy and, and, and a lot of inspiration and stuff. And I need to sort sometimes just like make lists and get it out of my system and oftentimes, you know, I actually, I learned this from going to therapy. Uh, my therapist told me, like, you sometimes have an idea that gets almost tangible enough that carries you through a time. And then it doesn't, it's not even relevant anymore. Yeah. And it's almost like you can ride out these ideas in this energy. I know I'm going off on a totally different topic no it's so, it's so jupiter because jupiter is warm air that rises with ideas yeah. and motivation and like that can see us through yeah some stuff yeah totally you're motivated like even if those motivations fall away at least they got you where you're going you know right like, exactly. you never know what steps well and oftentimes some ideas just lead me to the next project but it's not necessarily what i thought it was going to be that actually happens to me a lot i'm like okay mm -hmm. i got this whole thing in motion and like ideas are pouring out, and then I and then I sort of like morph into a new, yeah, aspect of that or, and or that's idea actually from it. So fitting for what this eclipse window is, where it's like don't push yeah towards what you think you're making necessarily right before January tenth right um, right let it sort not to of... be firm and like prescriptive. I hate I kind of as right. an astrologer I have to be careful about that. Right. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave this advice. 
<laughs> but you may find that if you push too hard mm -hmm. in this window, mm -hmm. um, the energy just goes somewhere you don't find it again. Yeah, where is it? Totally. Whereas it's letting that element of faith and trust in what's going to actually happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know the events that are going to see you through this window and mm -hmm. like... Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a subtle internal shift because Jupiter is not visible in the sky right now. We probably won't see what's happened until after the 15th. Okay. That's when we see Jupiter again in the sky. Right. Okay. So there's a little <laughs> dust settling after the next eclipse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I love about um, whenever planets get close to the sun, Yeah. the sun's light obviously makes it so that we can't see them. Yeah. They're, they're hidden by the sun. And so we call that being combust or under the rays mm -hmm. of the sun. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's like they're off visiting um, your personal inner like core or teacher where they have this burning up by the sun, this purification thing, and then come out of it. Mm. And so this eclipse is Jupiter having that the day right. after. Yesterday right. we had um, right. Jupiter actually go through the sun. And that tends to be an internal knowing that you can't talk about yet. And then once you see the planet again, then it's like, Oh, I think I can articulate this. Yeah, that's yeah. so fun. So, like, going into the next year, yeah, um, Mercury goes into Capricorn with these heavy planets. Okay. And so it adds a mouthpiece to what's been happening, but might have been a little more um, under the radar. Okay. And Mercury loves to just hold up a megaphone to whatever it goes near. Huh. So it, it starts as soon as we have this eclipse on the 10th, and then we have the... Saturn and Pluto come together in the sky, and they're both kind of heavy boss men. And mm -hmm. you put them together, and it tends to be like a little mobbish, a little mm -hmm. mob boss mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. And but Mercury's there saying, "Yeah, um, we're actually going to let the whole world know about this." So it's, there's not a lot of getting away with stuff anymore. Uh, and we yeah, felt yeah. the build up to that all last year. Now this is just the peak of that conjunction, and then we feel the fallout of it all the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Okay. So, and, and that's basically January. Right. And then in February, we have our first Mercury retrograde. Okay. We have three every year. They're not special. Yeah. They're, they're usually related to other things happening in the sky because Mercury is the messenger. Yeah. And so each one is associated with a totally different thing. They don't come out the same. Right. Each retrograde actually feels really different. Since different. I've like, you know, maybe we've been talking about this for a couple of years or mm -hmm. just sort of. I decided at one point that I was really, I was way too into, like a lot of people are, it's Mercury retrograde. Don't do so anything. Like, ah, it's like a dark cloud. Just like, I no. made up a dark cloud. Um, it's not. Mercury is like coyote trickster. Yeah, it doesn't feel, they're not all like crazy intense. And I've definitely had a couple weird electronic things happen during Mercury mm -hmm. retrogrades, but not every time. Not every time at all. Not yeah. even close. So it's always totally unique, I feel like, for yeah. me. We carry on. We have three coming up this year. Right. We have three coming up. And the Starting first February. one in February yeah. um, is talking to Neptune a lot. And Neptune has been going through Pisces mm -hmm. and is really making things weird. Mm -hmm. Like it's um, unlocking people's, well, maybe reality is magical well, maybe we can kind of have this group think thing matter. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know, right. it's uh, witchcraft, astrology is taking off all yeah. this. There's yeah, people yeah. that say it's related to the 
Neptune and Pisces. Oh. Um, this particular... Alternative ways of... Yeah. yeah. And also um, not being constrained or put into um, the extremism of camps where you're in your box, you're in your box, yeah. and you got to get the right job, and you got to do this this way. Yeah. So if that's been a struggle for people with family or any of that, this right. Mercury retrograde really encourages you to voice the parts of you that are weird. Yeah. Because that's actually probably your hidden unique talent that's going to actually get you where you want to be and who you want to be in the world, you know? So it's, it's a little bit of the, wait, what have I been saying um, or presenting that's inauthentic that's actually not serving me. Like, what parts of my weird do I want to bring out and, and right. voice? So Mercury retrograde is always a, we're going along, we're going along, and then yeah. we do a rewind. Okay, actually, I'd like to do it this way. Okay, cool. So that's the February-March one. Right, totally. And then um, I did write a little, I have my little year ahead thing I've been I love, using with I people. Love, well, it's so fun to I see these calendars. drawings. Pretty cool. Maybe Can't we'll post it. a picture of it Ooh. after the live. So it'll be in my story. There was a question, though. Was do you want to take a question oh, yeah, before we do questions. the year thing? This is the whole year. Woo! This. this is really <laughs> fun. You guys want to check this out? Close up. Came from your brain. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, okay. I saw a question go by, but it might have been a couple. Well, someone said, what is the best thing you can do for yourself during this time? Ooh. But maybe that is kind of so... being answered. And then there's one other one, too. Yeah. It's a little more specific. The thing with, as we, as we get into the, I think the first half of the year, um, our toolkits work like the skills, the skills we have, right. what we're doing, they're working for us. We're right. Gonna, we're gonna the things do our, that you know, the things you know you need to do to take care of yourself, or the things that are going to keep working. Mm -hmm. um, after, after I'd say, let's see, when does Mars start squaring Saturn? Yeah, summer, summer into fall. Mm -hmm. There's a there's this push between a sprinting energy. And uh, no hold back, endure, endure. And we're used to Mars yeah. um, spending a lot less time in Aries than right. it will this year. Right. We're going to have a Mars retrograde in Aries. Yeah. So I would just say for people um, coming up into the August through through fall, into the holiday season, mm -hmm. um, don't run your tank empty at the beginning of it. Like... Prepare right. yourself breaks. Prepare yourself wiggle room okay. if you can. There's, it's just a lot of um, fast pushing against slow tugging. Okay. And it tends to be, an, again, a burnout. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it seems like a really necessary push for a lot of people. So this is the time when, like I was talking about Jupiter moving into Capricorn, you're trying to put your the parts of your dreams and goals that need effort mm -hmm. need the effort and here it is mm -hmm. lined up yeah ready to totally happen. right yeah okay that's cool and of course this hits people differently right. um i am totally willing for someone to say like what if i have sun here moon here you know yeah. or like what if for these rising signs like yeah, I, yeah. I, I can let you know who's getting hit 
yeah by each thing but it's different it actually spreads out a little more this year last year it was super heavy on the cancer capricorn yeah aries libra yeah stuff okay you guys don't get as much of a break as i would hope for but it spreads out to the mutable signs (laughs) all right there is one slightly more specific hi ladies i'm curious what the significance of having a sun in capricorn and moon in libra between the two eclipses having lot Having lost my grandfather-in-law on December 25th, and the burial is on just January 9th. I mean, 10th. Yeah. Yep. Wow, interesting with the dates aligning like that. Yeah. So that's a very... Um, I've, I actually had a similar... Wow. Yeah, someone tell me of a similar loss yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, Capricorn and Cancer are the traditional signs that look back and also when the south node pluto capricorn stuff is happening um it is so much about ancestors it is so much about getting right with the old ghosts mm. in your family lineage um mm-hmm. and it and it is a bit of a doorway axis it's the it's the cancer is the primordial birth waters and capricorn is is the the death and the hardness right. and the coldness um, right so the, it's it's a a lot of that does tend to happen on Cancer Capricorn eclipses. Wow. In particular. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful, actually, that it would be such a such an alignment. Right. For that process. Right. And like, my condolences and anyone who it's new to look into um, tending to your ancestors. Maybe your family doesn't do that. Right. It's a really good time to start, I don't know, just leave a little dish of water for those that have passed in a certain place in your house. Or yeah. Any little any little thing like that. Is, yeah. There's just a bunch of a bunch of things this year and next year that that seems to matter. It does. We have the especially with the United States having its Pluto return and mm. some other important moments. Um mm-hmm. there's a lot of like stuff to reckon with in our past there really is i feel like that and i feel like a lot of people are more openly talking about like their lineage um trauma or their like ancestral trauma that they're feeling and trying to work on and healing and there's a lot of there's a lot of people if you start sort of playing around with like um looking up these different hashtags and kind of rolling with that like ancestral trauma ancestral healing like on instagram i'm talking about you can find a lot of people that are sharing a lot of really interesting tools for um, looking into that some more. Yeah, and you can see the um, the meshing of what the interesting tools are, and then what is the living history of the people who you got those tools from, mm-hmm. and how are people dealing with that um, relationship and conflict and trying mm-hmm. to be healing, but also having mm-hmm. like it's a whole um, it's a whole conversation that's mimicked in this. Yeah so heavy I also feel and my condolences yeah seriously I feel like my for me I feel like it's important to say you know watch for the little signs Mm -hmm. and I've heard people say before that um source energy and especially those who have passed often pop in through signs that can be delivered quickly so like butterflies birds Creature, like b- creatures and wild, wildlife can really be meaningful and I personally I've had experiences with like really close people that I've lost where 
I was having like a bird that followed me around my house window to window mm-hmm. for a solid year and a half. <laughs> this bird left for the winter and came back in the spring and was like, tap, 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 Camille, it's time to get up for the day at 6 a.m. And then I would like be at the kitchen sink and I'd see this bird again uh, tapping at me at the window. So I just feel like it's worth mentioning that there's often little messages and for me that's even acted as guidance in certain ways mm-hmm. um and yeah and it, it just feel felt worth mentioning to like look out for those yeah look out for some of that absolutely mm-hmm. it's amazing how the seeing so many different people's charts has mm-hmm. actually opened me up to different ways that mm-hmm. we engage with ancestors with spirit with religion with our own faith yeah. um there is there are as many versions out there yeah as there are people yeah and there it's you know you can see that authentically ringing in your chart for example mm-hmm. like that that would be mm-hmm. a meaningful source for yeah. you yeah and yeah yeah cool okay um i think that was it for the audience questions if you want to jump into this this thing looks really cool, guys. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take a really cool picture of it. It's just like, it's got sure, different yeah. color pens. It just is like, wow. It's fascinating. Um, it's it's hard to conceptualize like where every all the planets are gonna be at different times mm-hmm. and when they're gonna talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's part of the fun of astrology is the is the map mm-hmm. the map of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want there's a few fun. I kind of think of them like Easter eggs, like you know how video games have Easter eggs. Oh my god! Um, throughout the year, where you'll have, for example, um, you could open the full slowly. moon in March. Yeah, I'm excited about the full moon in March. Great! It sounds very. I'm like always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. it, it does happen. It's like we have this stuff in January. It's a little cold. Mm-hmm. We have February where okay, we're going to go for it. I got to push through and make these things happen. Yeah. And then in March, um, after Mercury stations direct, yeah. so we have that, no, I'm, uh, what is my way? Okay, I'm going to speak yeah. it, speak it my way. Yeah. Um, and then we have this full moon and it's, it has Venus talking to Uranus, who's doing that bulldozing in Taurus. Mm-hmm. And so you have the ruler of Taurus, Mm-hmm. they're talking to that outer planet chaos energy mm-hmm. being like, all right, you want to mess some stuff up? I'll tell you what needs cleaning out. Yeah. All right, let's okay, do this. Cool. And so that full moon's really great. And later in the year, um, in October, October 17th to 21st, we then, Venus has made her way around and exactly opposes that same point, that same planet. And it's a check-in. It's like, okay, what are we going to fill it with? Oh, cool. Um, and That's so I'm, I'm excited about those little Easter eggs. Yeah, you know, totally. I, I like to look through the year and be like, you know what? That full moon in March, I want you to look back at when you're in October. Yeah. And see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and too, like that's, well, it's just how, it's very helpful to know that um, on top of like the horoscopes you've been doing and then obviously having a reading um, you guys know how I feel about this. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'm like, well, it just, it's like blown my mind. And I, if you haven't ever had your chart read, it just, I it definitely, 
I've had a few different chart readings and I had somebody I really liked, but the information was very overwhelming a long, long time ago. And then, and then a couple people that would do little, you know, free, like just a quick one-off little thing for me here and there. Um, but not really, it wasn't, it wasn't a deep dive enough. Right. And so then when we had my first chart reading, it was just, there's been still so many things that I learned about either myself or the type of people that I do better with having around me. Hmm. That has been really helpful information even. And they, you know, people say like you are the people you hang out with the most or you are heavily influenced by the top five people in your life that you're around the most. And it's actually if you have a moon in the first house. It oh see? Yeah. It's very true. And that was part of like it was just there were so many things. It was like life, relationships, career, like who to hang out with. There's just been so many things that I'm like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Finding my way. Okay. And just n- getting these little nudges from just understanding more about who I am, right? We're always kind of trying to understand more He's about trying. ourselves, aren't we? We are. <laughs> I feel like it's like constant words that come out of my mouth. Um. Anyway, and where was I going with that? Oh, the horoscopes. So because I've already had a few chart readings and I understand more about me, now when I'm reading your horoscopes, especially... And the way you set it up, and by the way, if you don't know this, the, all the horoscopes every Monday, right? Every Monday, go live on both Amy Astrology, Amy's Astrology.com, Amy's Astrology.com, Amy Green's Astrology.com, sorry, and also on my website, so if you click the link in my profile, they're all in the blog there too. So just having, I'm just, it's been such a, fun experience I've been like maybe for five weeks now or something you've been doing the horoscopes a little longer than that I think but I've been regularly doing reading them every week for that for a while and I'm like okay I'm starting to really understand and also um, be able to really absorb and help these oh good every time every time I'm like, oh my god that's me. Good. Horoscopes okay. are funny because you don't know so how much information. they resonate or don't with others. Oh my you know? gosh. You never really get to know unless people want to give feedback. That's always good. Yeah. Here's and my also, feedback if you officially. Read, I love your feedback. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if you read for your sun sign, like I write them from your rising signs. It's just... Whoa. If you want to get house topics of what areas of life it's dealing with, you kind of have to do it from rising signs. Right. Okay. Um, but... Houses derived from sun signs. Yeah. They shouldn't work, but they do. Right. They shouldn't work, but they do. So I'll write them and yeah. then I'll go back. And I don't write them thinking of personal experiences or people. Right. I, I'm just doing the, here are the keywords. Right. And then I'll read my sun sign and be like, why? Why does my sun sign work? That's really funny. That's so fun, though. Yeah, I love doing them. So they're more so supposed to work from your rising, though, as far right. as like how right. that's all heads out okay mm-hmm. okay cool but that's the thing that I've had funny back and forth with other astrologers too as far as why does this work for sun signs right okay. right it does if you have a prominent sun I do my sun is angular oh so okay it tends to be whatever your most prominent light is mm-hmm. your sun or your moon can be more prominent mm-hmm. so your moon would be more prominent mm-hmm 
Yep. But okay, cool. Yeah. Um, how much of the year ahead, month to month, do you I mean, do you want today? Maybe like standout things just, right now yeah. or whatever. Whatever you guys like, doing. April to. I don't even know how long we've been going. Does anybody else? I'm just kidding. Done this. Two fifteen. So probably at least forty five minutes by now. Yeah. I think we started around one thirty. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. Carry okay. on. Carry on. So we've had Saturn in Capricorn for the last two years, and or like eighteen months. Can't remember the last time I checked. Mm-hmm. Um, for what feels like a long time. Okay. Um, right. Even, I mean, Pluto went in there um, quite a while ago as well. Mm -hmm. I should know this, but I'm blanking. Mm -hmm. Um, But the point is, is that between April and June, Mm -hmm. Saturn dips out into Aquarius for a little bit and then retrogrades back. So Mm -hmm. that's just part of its normal pattern. Um, But we get this, this preview of what Saturn in Aquarius feels like. Right. So this is the air sign where that conjunction is going to happen that defines that we are in the area of Aquarius now. Oh, okay. Um, I use traditional rulerships, so Saturn has a lot of power in Aquarius still. Uh-huh. But it's the kind that says, okay, I know what all your little rules are. Uh-huh. Here are some better ones. Mm-hmm. Here are some new ways to do things. Right. I, yeah, okay, I understand your traditions, and I'm outside of them. Okay, <laughs> so we have Saturn there doing um, the idea construction for the future. Mm-hmm. So this April to June is a little preview of what your next few years might feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. What happens um, during that time is that we get a Venus retrograde. Oh! So does anyone, wow. do we all remember the Venus retrograde. It was a few years ago. A couple right? years. Well, it is every two years. Okay. Um, and Mars too. A little, a little longer for Mars, but every couple of years we have Venus retrogrades, Mars retrogrades. Got it. It's just not every year. Right. Um, the last one was the end of summer, twenty eighteen. Right. So not last summer, but the summer before, we had Venus retrograding through Scorpio, where she is um, technically fallen, like doesn't necessarily have all of her shiny powers in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit more of a um, emotional, like, mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little rough. This one, I think, is less of that deep deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. It's okay. actually, right. it's actually, um, it's in Gemini. So if you have a lot of significant placements in Gemini, Mm -hmm. um, this Venus retrograde from mid-May to the end of June um, really does give you an opportunity to get in touch with what do you actually like? What really gives you pleasure? Mm. Like what do you, what connections do you really care about? Yeah. And how can you multiply all that? Gemini is always a multiplier. Okay of your stuff. So if you feel a little bit too chaotic too, it can be, it's, it's another air sign. It can be like, do, 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 do. I love all these things. Right. Then the Venus retrograde is like, come back down. No, (laughs) what's the real things? Yeah. What are the three out of the five? Right. You know, you don't have to cut it down to one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, and then, and then back back out of that. Um, we have an eclipse on the summer solstice in June. Yeah. 
which happens right before yeah. Venus starts direct again. Right. So it's almost like we have all this figuring it out, figuring it out, and then the eclipse. Um, which, in June. In, in June. Yeah. On the solstice, which yeah. kind of adds this importance yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, Christmas, I think, is kind of, uh, it just is happenstance, yeah. whereas the solstice is an astronomical phenomenon. Right, know? totally. So it, that's a layer of importance to me. Right. But I love that the Venus thing lines up, and then the eclipse happens, and then Venus can go forward. Oh, cool. So that's another... So when does that start? That starts May 13th. Okay, got it. So it starts in... Um... Okay, in May and ends yeah. in June. Starts in May, ends in June. Right. And then, you know, every time there's a retrograde, um, the planets, just from our perspective on Earth, um, they, they go backwards, and then they have to traverse the same area of the sky that they retrograded over. Mm -hmm. So we say it's over when they go direct, but really they're going over the same territory, and we call mm -hmm. that the shadow, the mm -hmm. retrograde shadow. So right. Venus will clear her shadow by the end of July. Right. So for me, it's the same topics yeah. are in action May, yeah. June, and July. Yeah, Those totally. Gemini parts of your chart. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which for me, it's funny because like, just as a personal example, yeah. I'm going to be traveling for some conferences. Yeah. And Gemini is my ninth house, which is where you do travel. Yeah. And it's where astrology lives because it's where uh, overarching ideas about religion or ideologies okay. um, live. And so I have, I'm like, okay, I will totally be doing some Venus and Gemini things during that window of time. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's, our, it's li already lining up that mm -hmm. you're going to be doing some traveling then. Yep. That's fun. Okay. And so I'm thinking that I might be overdoing it. Right. Mm. And maybe I'll have some things I need to rethink about how I do all that going forward. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so yeah. See. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So we already talked about the first Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. The second one is so tied into the Venus retrograde. Mm. It happens, um, mid June before that eclipse. Right. And we'll, we'll work on um, how your pleasure principles are relating to your security principles. Okay. When and does that start? What did so you say? The June. June 18th is when that Mercury retrograde starts. Okay. And so I don't think it's... Um, I don't think you should think of these particular Mercury retrogrades as their own things. Mm -hmm. It's part of the Venus story. Mm -hmm. The one that we have um, October, November, we have a Mercury retrograde then. That's part of the Mars retrograde story. Uh -huh. Super tied into that. Right. So these are just the flavors of those time periods. Yep. Don't freak out about Mercury retrograde. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the undoing that needs these other processes to be able to happen. Right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. And like there's there's other stuff. It's a big year. Yeah, it is. Um, but I'd say the major the major things that might be helpful to know mm -hmm. um, is this progression through the summer. Mm -hmm. There's a real it shift. Looks busy over here. Yeah, there's a real shift in topic from April, May, June. 
And then July is a mix. Mm -hmm. Some things are resolved and mm -hmm. figured out. And then August, we start really tackling whatever Saturn has going on for you. So this is where we have Mars first is in Aries, doing Mars stuff. Mm -hmm. Mars and Aries get along great. Mars rules there. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to have him there for like one, two, three, four, five, six months or something. Okay. So it's just a lot of Mars in Aries, rearing to go, trying to fight it out, trying to make stuff happen. Right. And Saturn saying, Right. No, but I'm trying. No, yeah. but I'm trying. Okay. So August sets that up. If, however, August goes for you is kind of how challenging this process is set up to be. Okay. So, like, if, if August feels difficult, like, great, that's the worst it'll be. Yeah. You know, those are the things that need solving. Those yeah. are the things that need undoing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of heat in August. It's a hot August. Mm -hmm. And so enjoy the things that heat brings. Mm -hmm. If you want to exercise, if you want to like mm -hmm. kickbox or mm -hmm. like get that Mars energy out. Yeah. Because it's there. Yeah. It's wanting to be expressed. Right. And it's going to solve, it's going to like create problems in the rest of life. Right. Get it out. Right. Do hot stuff. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. It's a good remediation thing. It's like really just be and embody the energy of the planet that's uh -huh. wanting to come through uh -huh. as much as you can. Right. Um, you know, it's like eh, inflammation maybe. I don't know. But yeah. let it not be that. <laughs> right. Right. And if it is, if that's your, if it's a body story that you have to untangle and mm -hmm. unwind and then start up again, mm -hmm. um, this is the time to figure that out. Yeah. So there's oh. that five minutes remaining five three seconds remaining okay this was awesome oh super